Tavares works back towards the blue line, fed it to himself off the boards, back into the corner for Nyes, Nyes back in the net for Tavares, Tavares coming out, sends it in, a goal. they score, they score, holy mackerel, they score! Behind the net, coming out in front, been waiting all weekend to have a cathartic release of emotion but then i have to go after joe bowen and chris cuthbert so it doesn't sound nearly as good but good morning toronto maple leafs fans it is a beautiful beautiful morning how are you feeling how are you actually feeling i am a pep in my step i could not wait to get my butt in the studio this morning to share this with you all it's so like it's such a weird experience because so much effort put into talking about it, and then it happens on a Saturday, and you're like, "I want to talk about it tomorrow." I know. I want to do this tomorrow, the Sunday. I guess we've had time to compose ourselves. Yeah, uh, I felt composed, and then I heard those goal calls, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't even know." I'm yeah, we have morning. we have good intro music, but I don't think it's ever sounded better than that. Speaking of the intro music, we've gotten some texts in about already. Good morning, it's six oh one. About the song, because we usually change it at the beginning of every month. Just some recommendations. But we're going to keep it, because it's been good juju. Right, Justin? This was Justin's call. I had one lined up, too. We've been talking about superstitions and doing your part. So I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. are we going to do our part? Are we going to keep things as they were? And I think that's ultimately the right call. So we're keeping it, ABBA. It also... It's a good. It's, it's a, a banger. Good, it's a it good is a. Tune. It is a banger. I mean, that could it's just really stick nice too with putting calls over it. It's perfect. Yeah. Hopefully, we got more calls coming. Speaking of calls, we got Joe Bowen at eight. So the guy that you just heard, he's going to join us. Mm-hmm. We are taking your calls. This is a highly anticipated hotline at seven thirty a.m. It was either going to be us teeing up Game Seven and probably feeling absolutely disgusted this morning, or the complete opposite: elated, excited. I cannot wait to hear from the from the listeners. You will be on the airwaves at seven thirty, and we want to hear from you. I don't care if it's two days later. You got the vibe. I know it. Feel it. We'll hear from you. Um, and the Maple Leafs will be playing the Florida Panthers. So a little bit of a different scenario than maybe we had predicted this Monday morning. That you'd be coming in here, the, the Bruins with a historic historic collapse. Oh, you really got a feel for them, eh? Yeah, I thought the Maple <laughs> Leafs knew choke jobs because I don't think I've ever seen a choke job oh, like the ones the Bruins God, just suffered. That was, I don't know, it's just we've suffered at the hands of the Boston Bruins for so long, and their fan base is one of my least favorite ever to I'll be exist. honest, too. They don't even know how to lose. Like, they don't even know how to no, deal they- with... They that need moment. lessons. We could give them. Yeah, we we have all the resources you need if you need some help getting through this because we've done it up here. You guys didn't know what to do. They were in shambles. Deservedly so. They had the best ever NHL regular season ever, ever. Like ever, ever, ever in the history of the NHL was the Boston Bruins. They were historic cup favorites, blah, 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 playing the Florida Panthers who crawled their way into the playoffs. And yeah, you can't underestimate anyone. And the best part of all of this, 
is the joke that has lived forever online, in your hearts, every time you talk to somebody, every time the Maple Leafs have one ounce of joy, you always hear the joke, it was 3-1. No, you always hear it was 4-1. Well, 3-1 starts and then it's 4-1. Nonetheless, 3-1 in terms of the series lead. Okay. It dies. Does it? It is handed to the Boston Bruins. The historic collapse of the Leafs can't make it past the second round is now... It's even better because now we're coming into the second round and the Boston Bruins are not. I got to be honest. I'm a little disappointed. I I was actually a little surprised how many people were just like so delighted with it. I I know where you're going. Like you'd rather play the big Goliath. No, but like if it's an exorcism, if we're talking about fate Uh and hockey gods and all that stuff, and if it's a true changing of the guard in terms of where the Leafs are, who the Leafs are, what the Leafs can accomplish. Don't you beat the Boston Bruins on that path? Yeah, we'll get to that. I don't want to I don't want to get there yet. Okay. We got I lots mean, of fun things to talk about we before we get to, into sure, the Sure, we got a lot Bruins. to talk about. But I, I wanted to just paint the picture that this is even 20% better, I think, for Leafs fans, that the Boston Bruins did what they did last night. You're trying to transfer some of that curse oh. and negative energy. And so speaking of, like, trying to get things to happen, Saturday night, and we'll, we'll hear from you all morning, so 590-590, how did you celebrate? Because we got so much to unpack about the celebrations we saw in Toronto, the, the viewing experiences. We had people tweeting us. A lot of people were tweeting us, like, their vibe before the game Saturday, giving us their perspective on how they were going to view it. And mm-hmm. I said, I just had this moment where I was like, I got to say something online. I got to do something. And the anthem singer for the Tampa Bay Lightning, we know, is... Bold. She wears yeah. the bright blue sparkly lipstick while she sings the anthem. And I was watching. I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna say something online. You're just gonna be present online. <laughs> and I tweeted out that if the Toronto Maple Leafs won on Saturday night, I would wear blue lipstick on the show for the entire week. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was a great idea. It was super fun. I just thought, let's just do something crazy. (laughs) It's not that crazy because we're a radio show, but nonetheless, okay, do your part. Yeah, and we're about six and a half minutes in, so in order to... It's time. You know, live up to what you said, Mm -hmm. it's time to apply that lipstick. Now, you said, like, what's going on? This is not actually... What's what's the deal? Tell the story This is the situation. They win on Saturday. On Sunday, I need to go secure lipstick. Blue lipstick is not a readily available item at like the grocery store or shoppers or wherever. Not really. Not where I'm living. I was hunting it down. So I had to go to Mac, which is like a makeup store. Right. And I went in there and I asked if they had blue lipstick and they had one shade of blue lipstick, but it was so, so dark. It almost looked like black. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this right, it can't be, can't be dark, dark blue that it looks like it's basically black. So what I actually acquired (laughs) is an eyeliner that is a perfect shade of blue. Like I color match. Look at that color matched it. I went in with a blue Leafs hat on. The lady was super helpful, and I'm wearing. I'm going to be applying this gel eyeliner as lipstick because I'm going the extra mile. I'm not going to just settle and, for the and blue. This was lipstick. approved by the woman. Yeah, she said it, it she said it would work. Working at Mac, <laughs> she said it would work. So the color of it also is called Perpetual Shock. Oh, okay. So I mean, there's something spooky going on here. It is a perfect blue. I'll show it to the camera. We'll cut this for uh, your viewing purposes. I will take photos. Every day I'm going to wear this. So now I'm going to have to apply it live. Now I, w- I will say, 
It's a nice color, right? It's perfect maple leaf blue. Well, I don't know how it's going to translate. <laughs> I mean, again, it's four eyes. I'm going. Uh, but she is now applying the lipstick. I will say oh. quickly, like, great ideas are always coming out of the noggin of Ailish Forfar. But I'll say it once again, often imitated, never duplicated. Oh. I've seen a little bit of lipstick application elsewhere. Oh, it's but this going is Forfar's idea, and this is Forfar struggling a little bit? No, no, just give me a second. To get the lipstick See, on? See, this is the extra mile you have to go because... <laughs> And it's, it's looks like it, I have this, hypothermia. This might take <laughs> up to two minutes here. Well, because it's an eyeliner, it's you have to do the strokes. Okay, you've got it going. Hey, and you're look, actually talking while you're doing it. It's which looking is, pretty good. Wow. Yeah. It's working. It's I don't hap- know how it's going to hold up through a three-hour radio show, but it's, I will get, reapply. it's getting on there. <laughs> that stick is going to be empty by the end of the week. <laughs> is it a stick? Yeah. I don't know how that works. Here we go. Yeah, it's, Ooh, it's uh, a bit messy, eh? You might need to just keep, yeah. I'll keep, keep going. going. Keep going. We'll get the result. Just talk. Okay. Um, well, we Tell me about st- your viewing experience. Like, what happened? We Maple Leafs won. Okay. Uh, a little distracting. Uh, I was at a cottage. <laughs> it was very fun. We were uh, indulging throughout the day, so a little fatigued. A little fatigue wearing on by the time we got to 10 p.m., but a bunch of middle-aged, you know, 30 plus year old celebrating in, in a cottage after uh, a bit of a was long deep, day. Was like, I don't know if you can actually have more passion than what I experienced. You're, sit, you need like, a little bit more. You need, to keep, you need to keep grinding a little bit here. Did it sink in right away? Did it take till the next morning? I, I think everyone had a different experience where you didn't know how to feel. Yeah. Like, you really like, just didn't you know You always what to do. like envision what that will be like. And then I'm like, wow, it's going to be just like content, 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 all this stuff. Like the quotes are going to be unbelievable. And it was just like, no, it's you still got a job to do. This is this is not the Stanley Cup as they were alluding to over and over and over again. I will say though, I was struck by Austin Matthews in his post game or his just play like on every, ice. Everything about the last couple nights with Austin Matthews, I thought we saw an Austin Matthews growing up a little bit. And we got Patrick Marlowe on at eight thirty. Do you have Patrick Marlowe, who is my favorite Leaf, and I bought a jersey, and that aged well. There you go. Patrick Marlowe obviously knows these young guys quite well. He was brought along to try and help them, you know, become pros. And I'm sure he's like a proud papa, just like Austin Matthews' actual father, who was in attendance. And there was a lot of good scenes there as well. But what I liked about Austin Matthews from a maturity standpoint, notice how he's like just looking at everybody right in the eye going through the lineup. Yeah, he's like, like, he was like owning the moment. It was, like, it was a little bit of a different vibe around Austin yesterday so or on the weekend. So I, I liked all that stuff. But what... This, this again, we're filibustering him because we're trying to get <laughs> lipstick or eyeliner on. You're gonna have to go and get actual lipstick no, for that, buddy. It works. It's it's on now though. It's 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 good now. I, it looks. I am. I might be starting something like blue lips. There's something about. it. I don't it. know if it's gonna stay on though. It somehow brings out the dark black pupils that I. Yeah, you're. It makes your popping. eyes. It makes your eyes look I'm darker. Popping. If there's any. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Here we go, folks. Anyway, you're rocking it. Pucker up. You might have to go get it. Like, I don't think that's going to last the week. Whatever, man. You do it all week. I'm going to do it all week. I made the pact, and it is on my face, and I think I look never better. You did it. There you go. Congratulations. Uh, how did you experience it other than tweeting nice and making and promises? And... Solo, solo couch experience uh, with my puppy, and I thought, you have come into this world at the right time. He's never seen the Leafs not advance. He might be the missing piece. He didn't know what all the fuss was about. He's like, what's the big deal, Mom? I'm like, you don't understand, Bunker. Wasn't he asleep? 
yeah, woke him up just for a moment so he could witness it and he went back to sleep. Were you like full spring off the couch celebration? Kind of, yeah. You throw a fist bump in there? I probably threw a fist bump. Not as much as Kyle Dubas. And I want to unpack all the celebrations because it, I think people were just letting go. Just mm-hmm. letting go. And I know that people often get teased like Leafs fans. I mean, yeah, it's the easy low-hanging fruit to say, oh, celebrating like you won the cup. Whatever. Shut up. Let us have one thing. It's been 19 years. You're going to make fun of people for cheering and like having a night. I actually didn't see as much of that. Are you as kidding? I you saw it all over. Every comment, because you don't go on, you're not online. I kind of click shut a video off, yeah. and look at the comments. Whoa! Well, I didn't scro- realize I'm they won scro- the cup. I'm not a comment scroller, to be honest. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm getting all the content for the show, and yeah, there's some people out there that are, of course, that are of bitter. Co- but who can really? You look around the league right now. Who can really say anything about the Maple Leafs? That's right. First Eastern Conference team to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in what forever mm-hmm. since the Columbus Blue Jackets who had the greatest upset until Florida had the greatest upset yep. over the weekend. Like who's in the Eastern Conference specifically? No one can say anything at this moment. And if you look out West, like Colorado just showed what, like how fleeting it is one and done. And it almost makes what the Maple Leafs have done look even better. Like, yes, they have not won, but they keep getting better. And immediately a Colorado team peaks and then falls apart. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's pretty incredible what happened yesterday just alone and where the Maple Leafs stand. They are currently cup favorites. Just, just telling you that they are the cup favorites to win the Stanley Cup. That is one thing in itself. But I want to talk about the moment that we witnessed on Saturday because obviously an OT game, that comes with a lot of moments. And John Tavares getting that OT winner especially after we spoke about it quite often throughout the last couple of months and into the playoffs. It, and you circled this a lot that Ta- John Tavares needs his moment and he got his moment. The guy scores this goal. He's elated. There's all the conversation all year long about the contract. Like, you know, people like love to poke into that. It's the storybook ending for the captain, of the Toronto Maple Leafs to score the OT winner to send the team through what has been the biggest hurdle in franchise history to get through the first round of the playoffs, to be embraced by his teammates, the pajama boy retweets start happening. It, it just could not be better. I I don't think I wanted anybody else to score that goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I see your point there 100%. This mm-hmm. was very, 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 very important for him because he has no track record really of winning mm-hmm. whatsoever. He has one series victory, actually scored the overtime victory uh, or the overtime very goal in that right? victory then too. So I guess he's had his moments, now moments plural. Um, but he's somewhat insulated, I think, from criticism because he chose to come home, right? Mm-hmm. But if we got to the point and we're year five where nothing would have become of the investment in John Tavares, like it wouldn't be so kind when you can look, when you get to look back on it retroactively, it would not be so kind, but now he has this moment, a moment to build on because frankly, this Canton should not be it, but at least he has this moment where he did provide Mm -hmm. something spectacular. And if he can just be the moments guy, because he's not the guy that's dominating the run of play over and over and over again, at least what you would expect from an $11 million player. However, he's still, a very, very capable offensive player, apparently capable of the moments, mm-hmm. and a guy who is rewarded in a way that's like romanticized. Yeah, you come home, you get this moment, that's all great, but rewarded in that, okay, he delivers. how his confidence, like that. that's another thing, it's like, can I do this still? Mm-hmm. And if you get that, 
What does that mean for his future? What it does for this team? Very, very important that it was him. Like, does it really matter? I'm not really sure. But John Tavares being able to have that moment, you can't take that away from him now, which I think is important when you're thinking about legacy prematurely. And they were, like, the the guys were quite stoic in a sense of saying, yeah, we're going to enjoy this moment, but we're not done yet. Like, I think the fan base is allowed to celebrate however they want, and you go, you do whatever you want. But the guys were in the moment aware of this is step one, and John Tavares was quite good at, I mean, he's not usually like rah, 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 Mr. Pom Poms, Mm -hmm. but this is just step one for them. They were really dialed in, and they, in terms of their post game. Saying yeah, the, I, that, how and that's what it I was, was when you were applying the lipstick or the <laughs> eyeshadow or whatever. Uh, that's what I was expecting, like true relief and like euphoria and that stuff. And I watched all the press conferences, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's I business. Don't, I don't know if anything interesting happened in this press conference. But at I think all. that I think that's a sign of growth and maturity, and maybe the what's different this time around. Because I mean, it's so easy to get up there and be and and to let the moment overcome you but it is just step one on the long journey it is now hey we got the florida panthers we are it's a business trip it feels like this playoff series was go get this done they were not the better team this series right we talk about that next a winning a series three overtime wins on the road i don't think that they were the better team for a majority of this series and they found a way to win that's what's different this time so you didn't roll in and steamroll the tampa bay lightning every single game you had to find different ways to win games gritty ways to win games lucky ways to win games and maybe that's why it feels different it's because man those bounces never happen in the maple Leafs, and they don't happen three four times in a series and I mean, they didn't. They didn't play. They weren't the best team in that game, right? Like, I, I think that there's a moment where we all thought it was going back to Toronto again, and they found a way to win in overtime. So it's like sometimes things just happen, and there might be the spirit world. It might be the gods. Like, just take it while you can and capitalize on it. Now you're rolling into round two, and and we're gonna talk about the monkey off the back and how real that is. And I, I really think that that can be something for the Maple Leafs that they can rely on. Is like we did this thing, we had this exhale. Mm-hmm. And now the sky's the limit. The Boston Bruins aren't in front of us. The Colorado Avalanche aren't on the other side. You got the really feisty cardiac cats. And just it's one game at a time, but I think that there should be so much momentum from the Maple Leafs. Yeah, it's hard it's hard to like look at this team and be like, wow, they are so much better because they've dominated series before or been close to being dominant in series before and not won. them. So maybe you just go through not dominating. And this one, they were <laughs> arguably not the better team. Mm-hmm. But if think if they acquired something, it's nerve. Because you're right, they won three games in overtime. And mm-hmm. what would that have been like for a less mature team? I'm not really sure. Again, I'm kind of like you're projecting and you're putting your own spin or your own narrative onto what exactly happened. But this team has shrunk before. This team has shrunk in big moments. They've you've felt like the momentum just overcome them, like a tidal wave going over top of them. We've seen them not deal with stress and adversity and handle when things are going poorly. And not that it was ever really off the rails, and I think that's a testament to what they were mm-hmm. able to do, but in these big moments where they could not make a mistake, they didn't make mistakes. Samsonov didn't give up the back-breaking goal. There wasn't the egregious turnover at the worst time. There were clearly moments in the series where they looked like the same old Leafs, but there were moments where they, more more moments rather, where they didn't look like the same old Leafs. They looked like a team that acquired something. And if I want to put 
a word on that or try to describe it the best as best way I can, it's that they acquired nerve. They were able to handle the moment unlike previous seasons. And again, that could be just applying my own narrative because if the puck goes in the net, doesn't hit a post, mm-hmm. doesn't hit a knee, doesn't hit the, the skate of the defenseman. I think it was Darren Radish who deflected it in off uh, the shot from John Tavares. Like we're talking about something completely different because that's the knife edge of Stanley Cup playoff hockey. But I feel like they dealt with the tenuous moments far better. And really that's the difference between advancing and going home. And you know what? I, I feel like I was quick to always judge about, oh, we need to learn. We need to learn from these. We need to learn from this moment. And maybe it's learning to have some nerve and, and learning to have some push, right? And learning to go with the balances. If that's what you learned and you demonstrated that in round one, well, you better keep that quality. But it is all about what did you just do for the last X amount of years? Where did you find growth? Where did you find maturity? It looked like they had that this time around. Um, and Ma- Austin Matthews wanted to touch on him one more time. That That shift that he scored the first goal for the Maple Leafs was... I feel like everything that Leafs fans wanted from Austin Matthews rolled up into one minute shift. He was dominant. He was aggressive. He was poised. He scores a monster goal. He has rewrote his narrative of not being a playoff performer. Like I think he's had a pretty good series um, statistically wise, but also performing in big moments. I mean, he wasn't always performing in every single moment, but he came and delivered when it mattered. Five goals and nine points in six games. I pretty mean, that's good. pretty good. Um, what was the reason why the Maple Leafs didn't advance in the past? Core four disappeared. They contributed quite well down the stretch. I just think it's really important to see that he has taken those steps. You mentioned it, the maturity, but that shift alone, that he scores that goal, I think was a, a perfect representation of what Austin Matthews needs to be like in the second round. You're going head to head with Kachuk. It's going to be a bit of a different atmosphere. And God, it's going to be like, it's Toronto versus the state of Florida for <laughs> the the, la- the next little while. I guess we hate Florida. Decent for the beat writers and broadcasters. Yeah, nice life for them. Um, so Austin Matthews, certainly a major role in Saturday's win as well. Yeah, and- you say one shift. I think full game, like what we've always wanted mm-hmm. from Austin Matthews in the playoffs was exactly what we saw mm-hmm. in game six. Leadership, desire, want, yeah. maturity, I think. And I mentioned, again, while you were putting on the lipstick, sort of that like, <laughs> if I learned anything about anyone in the post game, it was Austin Matthews. It was the way he was reacting, how it looked like it was... Like, I don't know if this is a fair criticism, but, like, when you looked at Austin Matthews, have we said before, did you really want it as bad as you needed to want it? And it looked like it was a guy who was so understanding of the moment, the importance. He seemed, like, thankful and appreciative of everything, the hug for his father. Like, you see in that moment, in the moments that followed the game, how much it mattered to him. And I think that's one thing that I've always been a little bit skeptical with him is like how much does it really matter will you kill for this will you go the extra mile for this and it felt like to me i saw him go as far as he could as he's gone before to try to secure what we've been all been waiting for it felt like it meant and maybe he's just like he's kind of a guarded guy but like we saw how much it meant to him and i think for a leaf fan that's that was a nice thing Okay, I feel like there's so much rapid fire I want to get through. We have Brent Gunning joining us also um, during the A-list block. He'll be our A-list guest. We can save things from Gunner. Yeah, we've got Frank Saravelli at 7 as well, Joe Bowen at 8, and Patrick Barlow at 8.30. But I think a lot of credit needs to be put to Sheldon Keefe. He went full blender 
before game six. I will say, if this goes, if they go to like the Stanley Cup final, like Sheldon Keefe's going to blow an ankle. That he's jumping j- and landing off the bench. Like he's, he's it was, they got to clear the path unhinged. below him. And and all credit to him. Like he, he's got a vertical. That, I don't. I don't think he has a vertical. I don't think he goes like a, up a little bit and then falls down further. Than, there, no, there's. Yeah, a, I, I got so. a photo. I, I think I retweeted it. He's like he's like disappears off the screen. He's up there. Like he just like exploded off the bench when they scored. It was just so fun to see the guys just like have that moment. But Sheldon Keith specifically. I mean, he went full on blender before the game six. I think it, it didn't reek desperation, but it was it was whew, bold choice, right? And if that didn't pay off, we would be coming on here this morning and we would be ripping Sheldon Keefe for doing too much tinkering when he wasn't supposed to or what didn't need to. You had a game in your hand and now you're coming back in game seven and why'd you do this? But he played his cards and his hand right, obviously, when you look back. Hindsight is uh, whatever. Yeah, and we could keep playing that game for however long this lasts, right? But still, he pressed the right buttons, I think. I I think... Yeah, we'd be screaming and yelling if they left Justin Hall in and they scored five goals on Justin Hall, though, right? So I, I think what he did more than the 11-7 is just trusted his top guys. Yeah. Like, I know it went to overtime, so there's a couple extra minutes. Jake McKay played 27 minutes. Morgan Riley way up there again. TJ Brody way up there again. Austin Matthews and Mitch Barner way up. It was just like, who are my guys? And when you're 11-7, it's easier to do that. Who are the guys that are going to take us there? And he shortened the bench, and Gustafson had some shifts, clearly, and... Timothy Lowe, you're going to add some shifts. Mm-hmm. And, of course, and they were con- con- contributors to the game. But this game was all about Sheldon Keefe just being like, let's not galaxy brain it. Our best guys. And it gets me involved in the game, too, because I'm creating lines out of 11-7 mm-hmm. uh, uh, constantly. It is a bit of a nuclear option. You don't go to the nuclear option at all times. They don't start this series with Florida 11-7. I would be shocked if they did. I think it's a reset thing. Yeah. But Keefe understood that his guys had to wear this, that his guys had to go out and get it. And if you look at, you know, the performances, I'm going to call it the core six now. I'm going to add Riley and O'Reilly to it. Mm. Like 18 combined goals. The total points we're talking about, over 35, I think, if I'm doing a quick math here. Like they were brilliant in the series. It was always, who's going to take you there? You're not going as, you go as far as the core four plus will take you. That was always it. Mm -hmm. And Sheldon Keefe was like, that is it. So just ride these horses, the guys who were so prolific throughout the entire series, and eventually Marner, Matthews, Riley, O'Reilly, Nylander, Tavares got him there. It seems so simple to say play your best players, but sometimes as a head coach, you get into a funk or you start thinking, how do I make this happen? And really it was as simple as putting your your guys in an opportunity and trusting in them. I think it probably makes a difference if you're one of those guys and seeing that your coach is full-on believing in you to do this, right? And then you rise to the moment. That's the maturity. Mm-hmm. All that being said, this core six couldn't have had it without the way Ilya Samsonov played. Ilya Samsonov was the better goaltender in the series. They all had their highs and lows. But Ilya Samsonov helped secure Saturday night's win, game six. He, I mean the gamble looks like it's paying off, right? You're signing a guy that a lot of question marks around a tandem. One half of the tandem is MIA. Who cares? The other half has been one of your stars to get you to this point. And he's got to be riding confidence. And honestly, big credit to Ilya Samsonov for just holding his own this series against Andre Vasilevsky and outplaying him. I don't think that was something we all had factored in. I thought it was like, if it's a wash, it's a wash. 
Yeah, I mean, it's what happened. Kyle Dubas sat down at a blackjack table, dealt two hands. Uh, we got a 20 at least with Ilya Samsonov. Maybe you want to call it a blackjack. And he busted with uh, Matt Murray. But who cares? Because you won the bigger bet. Yeah. And the bigger bet was clearly in the end on Samsonov because he was the one given game one starts. He was the one who played in this series. And you were able to make that adjustment. I mean, Ilya Samsonov, I mentioned, you never gave away that backbreaking goal. He never gave up a goal when he couldn't. Of mm-hmm. course, in three overtimes, pretty, pretty important, yep. right? But Ilya Samsonov flat out outplayed Andre Vasilevsky. And we talk about differences. Do you have more nerve? Do you have, you know, a supplemented core? Do you have more maturity? Do you care more? It all doesn't matter if you don't have the goaltender who can beat the other goaltender. And Ilya Samsonov clearly was better than Andre Vasilevsky in the series. And about time, because the Leafs have never, ever, 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 it seems, had the advantage in the most important spot. One thing I want to also highlight because let's take a break and we'll talk to gunner in a few um so that's all on, on the ice that's all the on ice performance the decisions the celebration deserves a lot of credit seeing dubis up in that press box it, he was almost like outside of his own body I think he was gonna flex his muscles out of his shirt he was Honestly, it's full of Hulkamania. It was there. crazy to watch him and Spezza. You got Keith on the bench. You've got the guys, the hugs, Austin Matthews, the celebration. Um, you know, the young kid Matthew Nyes has been on for all these big goals. He's in these moments. Like it just, it couldn't have wrote a better way for that to wrap up. I mean, it would be nice if it was at home. And then Toronto, the city of Toronto. Credit to everybody because you know what? You leaned into it fireworks at Young and Dundas Square. People riding around cars. How'd they get the fireworks going? I don't even know, and I don't even care. The police, eh, turn a blind eye, let everyone do whatever the hell they want. The TTC was, like, shut down because they couldn't drive on the streets. It was just... Credit to everybody for going out and just living free. Living your life. I don't care. It's round one. I get it. You earned it, folks. You waited some people their whole lifetime so far to see this. I have no problem with you. I went out to walk my dog, and somebody ran by me naked on King Street, oh. Streaker, and I said, go Leafs, go. Just yeah. live in the moment. I loved it. I'm so uh, It was impressive to see because I didn't know. That day was a crapshoot. The rain was awful. I didn't know if people were going to show up to the square. They sure did. They enjoyed their moment, and they deserve to. The scenes are, yeah, it looks like they won the Stanley Cup, but for us, one round, you deserve it. Trust me, it will only get bigger and greater if they keep winning rounds. Uh, just quickly on Dubas. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, you can't say they can't win that series without Luke Shen, or they wouldn't mm-hmm. have won without Ryan O'Reilly, or they wouldn't have won without Ilya Samsonov, or they wouldn't have won without Jake McCabe. Like, individually, you can't say that. But if Kyle Dubas doesn't make the changes he does, they're not winning that. They're not winning that series. Yep. The most, va- like, validating moment for Kyle Dubas. I, I don't know. That's what we were seeing like, from him, too. Nick Kiprios, like, you add an extra million, <laughs> extra two million. I don't know what it is. But Dubas's whole thing, his team, his vision this entire time, and himself completely mm-hmm. validated in that moment. Like, the, if the Leafs avoided anything, if the Leafs accomplished something, it's that they all, they're all good. Like, they, they, it's not a complete implosion. Your favorite player might have been out the door if they lost mm-hmm. this series. Your favorite executive might have been out the door if they lost this series. But Dubas put together his best team around the core and his vision that he that he had all along. Yes, he made adjustments. Yes, he took in input. Yes, he added Jason Spezza, who might have had some institutional knowledge that he was without. But in the end, in this series, what he did was validated. 
And now this team doesn't have to worry about consequence and just what is possible. It's not about what could happen in a negative way. It's about what could happen in a positive way now. And I wonder, you say monkey off the back, what that means for Mm -hmm. them. They don't have to look behind them anymore, look over their shoulders because something bad is there. It's about the possibilities. And the possibilities right now with Boston and Colorado, as you mentioned, gone, seemingly endless as the Leafs move into Stanley Cup favorites from Vegas. Lots and, of, and maybe just in general. Yeah. Like if you oh, look around the I league right now. I think that that's fair. Um, okay, so lots to look forward to. The Maple Leafs start tomorrow. The series begins tomorrow already, so we don't have a lot of time. It's like a quick flip the script. Let's look ahead to the Florida Panthers. I think the big questions that we can start to unpack today and tomorrow is, yes, how much of this momentum is real? How much of this cathartic moment means something for the Maple Leafs? Not looking back, looking forward, having this united moment that everybody had been searching for. Some guys seven, eight years on this team looking for some moment. The Leafs fans for a lot longer, you know, if you've grown up or you are already grown watching this team, what does that mean to the city? You know, they're going to have home ice advantage again. They're going to be playing the Florida Panthers. I mean, we can talk about this with Gunner about, is it, is it less uh, of a moment that you're playing the Boston Bruins? Whatever, who cares? You got to play the Boston Bruins or you got to play the Florida Panthers. You still got to win a series, but it's definitely a different feeling now sizing up the Panthers and you would be sizing up the, the Bruins. Um, we'll take all of your thoughts and feelings and vibes this Monday morning at 595.90. We'll take your calls at 730. Can't wait to hear from folks this morning because now we have a, a series to preview as well. How are you feeling going into it? What did you do on Saturday night? Respectfully, what can be said on the air? How did you celebrate? You know, what was this a long time coming for you, your family? I just, I think it'd be great to hear from you at 730. Another one. Who did you think about? Because like, mm-hmm. there's always how you might think of you know, yourself, because you're the one that's been suffering for so long. But, like, when someone wins, I always think about who must be just over the moon yeah. right now. And I feel like everyone has that Leaf fan in their life. You may be that Leaf fan for a lot of people, but everyone has that person that they want to share that moment with, that they're thinking about, that they that they wished maybe they experienced with. Who's on your mind when you watch the Maple Leafs? finally win a series so take your calls at 7 30 and of course your text always at 595 90 the a-list guest edition with brent gunning coast of leafs nation you know he will be absolutely fired up even if it's a day and a half later can't wait to hear from gunner on the other side of the break on the fan morning show sportsnet 590 590 the fan Jubilation, uh, I mean, I don't know, you black out in those moments. You don't know what's going on. You're just really excited. You know, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming, obviously. Long time coming for a lot of players in our room. Uh, long time coming for myself. Even longer coming for Leafs Nation. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big night. We're back on the Fan Morning Show. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Blue lips and all. I was touching them up during the break. And, yes, uh, Amazon slash heading to the mall afterwards, get a little something better. This is just a temporary fix, a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, you've got it going now. This is working. But I the, think every I mean, time I start speaking, I can feel flakes of it. Uh, it's not good. It's, it's not gross. Ideal. You know what? you got to do what you got to do, Justin. Did you Committed part? to the bit. Content play, as you'd say. <laughs> you cooked one up. Whatever you have to do to celebrate Saturday night. Uh, we're taking your texts at 595.90. We take your calls at 730. 
but a man that needs his own moment too, a cathartic moment to come on the air this morning and chat it out with us. Someone I was super happy for when this happened too, right? I thought about Gunner. Did you think about Gunner? I thought about Gunner. Gunner was top of mind? I thought about him because he had said, I want to come on the show Monday morning either way. And boom, we got him and we have the vibesy Brent Gunning Coastal Leaf <laughs> Station. Buddy, how are you this day? I would love to reciprocate the feeling and say I thought about you, but I'm no, like Sheldon Keith. Worry. You black out in those moments. I was so fired up. <laughs> oh, they did I it. love it. They I did it. it. All right. So, what's the experience like? You're watching. You're you're you know. Where are you? Who are you with? Who are you thinking of? Is it sinking so, in? Is it the next day? Like, I need to know the full gunning experience. I am. If I'm not doing it for work, I am a big time solo big game watcher Mm. i I can occasionally be sucked into a crowd or a party or whatever but like if i'm really invested and this will shock you guys i was super invested for game six release lightning needed to solo that one in the basement so put my kid down uh and then screamed waking him up when i when i won that was pretty much my night solo in the basement big uh i won't share it with our listeners because i don't think anyone wants to be sworn at at 6 42 in the morning but a lot of swearing a lot of happy a lot of big fist bumps uh, all by myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was uh, I was so fired up. It was, it was awesome. And I think catharsis is the perfect word uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of feeling. And now it's kind of switching to excitement with the cats. Did you get the uh, Dubas two-arm flex going at some point? Big time. Like, oh, like I looked like the Hulkster. I thought I was going to rip the shirt, but I don't I don't have those ones. I'd love to say I do. I think Kyle Dubas is way more apt to rip a shirt flex than, uh, than, than, than me. So, yeah, I was... At whatever celebration Kyle Dubas has checklisted uh, in this first round, him and Spezza there, they're like the great new tag team duo going. I definitely uh, copied a lot of those celebrations at the exact same moment. The new sure. the new animal and hawk. Uh, yes, okay, exactly. so they did it. Uh, how they, how'd they do it? Well, it wasn't great. Uh, if, we can, if we can be honest here, uh, it wasn't exactly the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs unshackling themselves from all the demons and turning themselves into the greatest version of this team we've ever seen, but that's not what it's about because guess what? We've seen this team be so many, so much better versions of themselves in the past and not get a bounce or not get a call or not be able to come through or Carey Price stands on his head or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And it was the exact opposite storyline. You weren't the better team, but you had the better goalie and you somehow found a way. Your big players came through. I think that was the thing that just jumped out to me throughout this. Again, not going back to 2013, but specifically with this Matthews-Marner core, was just looking around at the league and saying, oh, there's a big moment for Matthew Kachuk. Oh, there's a big moment for Brad Marchand. Oh, look, Connor McDavid. It felt like every other star on the planet was coming through in massive moments. You're just waiting for that for your guys. So the fact that Matthews has it with the shift, and then you see it from Tavares there. It's just, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't their best hockey, but it does not matter because they've been on the other side of that coin so many times. Is it just like it was meant to be? It was, you're going to, yeah, you exercise your demons, but not in the way that we maybe had thought. You steamroll Tampa Bay, but you find ways to win games. You get three overtime wins. You get this moment from your captain, which I was saying at the beginning of the show, I just think it it was the perfect, thing that he needed that Leafs Nation needed that the pajama boy retweet needed like it was just it was a perfect way to wrap that up even though the series wasn't perfect so is it different because it just feels like it's time and then I guess part two of this question is what does this mean for round two is it the monkey off the back do we start thinking about what's the ceiling for this team you don't have Boston in your way you don't have on the other side of the bracket Colorado Avalanche who shocked last night by the Seattle Kraken. Like, do you start to think, oh, anything can really happen now? 
Yeah, let's uh, let's leave the Western Conference alone for a little while. Yeah, I can dream. Don't worry the about them. Let's let's leave that one alone. <laughs> but look, I'd be lying to you. And I am very much of the mindset that it didn't matter who the Leafs got in the second round. Mm-hmm. It is the playoffs. You are going to get a banged and a battered team, and there is no such thing as an easy second round series. And a small piece of me did say, you know what? Bring me Boston. Exercise all the demons, but. Now that you don't have to do that, this Cats team is gettable. You've seen it. They've been switching goalies all over the place. Obviously, that came back to bite Boston yesterday. The one thing I I will say with Florida that I think is a little, I don't know, scary, whatever, because there's no more. That's the other thing about this is you just get to go into a second-round series, and it is not, it's regular playoff stress. You know, what everyone else in the world has experienced throughout all this time. It is not the decade-defining series of all, all time, every time. It's just a playoff series. You're going to go play the Panthers, and Matthew Kachuk's going to be annoying, but it's just a regular series. You could just go through it that way without the stress that everyone has been carrying on them. And I don't know how you can look at that Florida team and not dream of a run to a conference final. And then, you know, who knows what happens in that Game 7 we get tonight. And, you know, Devils, Rangers, that's going to be a tough out should anybody get there, whoever it is. But it's it's far from Boston sitting there waiting for you. So I don't know how you can't dream a little bit this morning. And that's not to undercut Florida. That's going to be a scary team. You know, if you think the Leafs are going to be shot out of a cannon doing what they just did, well, how do you think Florida feels, especially looking at the whole back half of their season? So I don't think it's a cakewalk by any means, but you got to dream a little. Yeah, the danger of Florida is that they truly have nothing to lose. Like they can yeah. be as carefree as humanly imaginable because they're not supposed to be in this position. Uh, and that can can be a powerful thing. But yeah, I mean, there's no excuse to not find it. Like, we will answer the question and the long-standing theory of, hey, if they just went around, like, anything is possible because it's not Boston. They are favorites in the series. They are favorites mm-hmm. to come out of the Eastern Conference. They are favorites to win the Stanley Cup. So we shall see if that is actually true. Uh, with Boston, though, I, I was... I came away from that, like, everyone's celebrating on Twitter, everyone's celebrating in the text, in the group chat, and I'm thinking to myself... I'm kind of disappointed because if it's truly an exorcism, so you have to go through Boston. I did feel a little bit of that for sure. There's definitely something to that. I have long made the point that when the Red Sox broke their curse, they didn't, they didn't beat Cleveland to do it. It wasn't going through the old Mariners. No, you had to go through the Yankees. You had to come back three Oh, now you the least had their chance against Montreal. It never happened. The other chance gets Boston a million times. The story part of it, for sure, 1,000%. But I would have regretted cheering for that series one millisecond into it. The second I saw Patrice Bergeron lining up for the first, the opening face-off of that series, I would have said, what am I doing? Why would I ever have wanted this? From a storytelling perspective, there is no doubt about it. But I think anybody saying, oh, this Boston team's reeling, and I, I'm not saying you're saying that. It's just anybody in Leaf Station who wanted that from the better matchup perspective had to give their head a shake. But from a storytelling perspective, of course, of course, it's everything we could have wanted, all the demons, the old veteran team that – knows nothing but how to get it done and at least team that finally has a little taste of it it would have been perfect but oh well too bad so sad boston <laughs> what what struck you after the puck went into the net uh you know there's you know you're picking things from the celebration from the handshake line from the media afterwards uh the hug austin with his dad like yeah it was all austin matthews for me i, I could not like i was just you know we're, we're kind of you know talking about storytelling whoever the camera's on for sports now it's like yeah we're kind of like being not in told like what to like really catch on to, but mm-hmm. like it shapes the way you feel about these moments. But I watched Austin Matthews go slow 
through the handshake line, words yep. for everyone, eye contact with everyone. I feel like I saw a different Austin Matthews. I feel like I saw growth specifically with the most important player, other than Elias Samsonov, on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you feel the same way? I don't want to go away from what you're saying because that is all true, and I'm going to pick up on that. The thing that stuck out to me was John Tavares winking at all of these stations. Oh, to the my camera. God. That is the greatest so piece good. of content we're getting until they win another round. In terms <laughs> of what you saw to Matthews, I mean, we all love to do the body language doctor stuff. I think it's a little harder with him because he is always a little trying to pick my words here he's always a little sullen like he's a lower energy guy and i'm not using that as an insult it's just it's the way some people are wired some people are like me and have had nine cups of coffee and some people are you know a little more calm cool and relaxed but seeing that out of matthews it just you go back to the big moment they had in the comeback in game four and he's like cool we got to win one more all the interviews yesterday yeah this is great cool or sorry all the interviews saturday yeah this is nice we got to go win another series and hopefully win two more after that there's just this calm that that oozes out of him and you know we don't need to especially after the guy scored the goal do the whole who should be the real captain thing but you see those moments as to why a Mm -hmm. lot of people thought he was going to grow into that role and you saw it there and the idea of respect in the handshake line we can go back to being a funny joke now uh, never was last year but yeah those guys had a ton of respect for austin matthews in the handshake line you could tell and he is one of you know i think because the lack of success we've been and the year McDavid had, we've gone a little, okay, okay. There's no, and I'm not saying there's a conversation there, but we've almost like taken Matthews down half a peg. It's felt like, and uh, to me, just the reaction to that, that you saw shows that the players don't feel that way at all. And then the other part of it, this is just a little superstition. Me, if we're going to do the thing where we turn Austin Matthews parents into Walter Gretzky and we just fly him in for big games, I'm here for that. I very much <laughs> like to see that. Uh, we all know wholesome. how he played. They are. I mean, we we all remember the vids of mom and mm-hmm. the first game and the four and everything. His dad seems a lot like him, pretty stoic uh, and gets fired up at times. But yeah, I, I, I loved it. How could you not? And I'm with you. The, the Matthew stuff stuck out and just his kind of demeanor after it all, honestly. Okay, so if Matthews and Tavares are more of the stoic, who is the most unhinged in that locker room? Like who was just a letting go? I mean, Matthew Nyes isn't even 21 yet. Poor kid was probably having a juice box. <laughs> But the other guys, like, who did you want to see a camera on just letting go in the locker room on Saturday night? Is it bad that it's not a player? Like, what did Kyle Dubas get up to oh, after? Boy. We saw him with cameras on. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, the easy, the easy tap-in answer here is Mitch. Like, he's grittying and dancing on a Tuesday in... Uh, I was about to say June, but that wouldn't matter for the least in November. Yep. So he's the easy answer there. You know, I there were a bunch of great reacts out of this. There mm-hmm. was uh, the CJ piece. Luke had a great one. And I love the idea of all the boys being so excited and hooting and hollering and Ryan O'Reilly just sitting there slugging a beer, just going, yeah, this, this is cool. I've done he's so like much b- more than this bigger. in my life. Let, let's go for a ride. So, yeah, Marner's like the easy answer. But honestly, just keep the camera on Dubas and Spezza. What mm-hmm. did they get up to? Okay, so they finally have won a series, uh, but we have to readjust expectations and success now. So how will you define success now that they are first-round winners for the rest of this playoff? Look, they're the favorites against the Panthers, okay? I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, well, no matter what happens, it's a great it's a great result against the Panthers. I'm not going to tell you that, but I think that like we started out this conversation, that's a team shot out of a cannon. That's a team playing with house money. Matthew Kachuk might be the most built for the playoffs player of his generation. So this is not going to be easy. You are the favorites. You have to have 
and we can say this now because they won one, you have to have a competitive series that doesn't look like you quit because you won a round. That is the new benchmark. You should win. You are favorites. You should be expected to do that. But I think the only way we look at this season now is a failure or we leave with a really sour taste in our mouth is if it looks like, all right, feet up on the table, job's done. And mm-hmm. I don't expect that at all from this group. But I think that's the only scenario that leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. Well, Gunnar, I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you on a happy Vibesy Monday. Um, big series ahead. We're looking forward to catching up with you throughout it and hearing you um, whenever we have Leafs Nation opportunities. Enjoy today. Just lean into it, buddy. Just, I don't know, go have some Baileys in your coffee, whatever. Just <laughs> Monday. Who cares? You you earned it as well. Thanks, Gunnar. Love it. Thanks for letting me hijack the show for no a bit. No problem. Thanks, Anytime. Uh, that's Brent Gunning, host of Leafs Nation. And we're going to hear him, I'm sure, sometime throughout the second round which begins tuesday maple leafs home ice advantage they'll have tuesday and thursday of this upcoming week and then mm-hmm. they'll be posting the rest of the uh schedule to come but it, it happens real quick we'll be teeing it up tomorrow yeah so uh, uh you know i am a little disappointed it's not boston because storyline you know stakes all that yep. stuff it does enhance things for me or it would have been enhanced slightly if it was boston but when you're on the path to a Stanley Cup, and we can talk Stanley Cup now, I'm uh, I'm free I'm free and open to this. Okay. We can talk about this as a possibility. You're plus three fifty one Stanley Cup right now on most sports books. There are things that go that you are not responsible for generally on your path to a Stanley Cup. Some other team knocks off some other team along the way to help you get there. Florida doing that, Florida taking care of Boston for you might be that important checkpoint on the path to a Stanley Cup or a Stanley Cup final. These things sometimes are required mm-hmm. for teams to actually get there. And Florida doing a little of the dirty work for Toronto, that might just be the best thing for them. If we're talking about what is actually possible now. The Leafs can thank them on the handshake yeah. after round two. Matthew's dead, dead eye contact. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it, folks. Appreciate um, you, Maddie. So huge upsets yesterday. I mean, both both teams, the Kraken and the Panthers, doing something that not many people had predicted. Your brackets are busted, just like March Madness. Frank Valley is going to join us on the other side of the break. Uh, the Leafs, how do they do it? And then, I mean, I definitely want to ask about the Bruins because is that the end of an era for them? Like, they've got some people with some big decisions. They had some conversations with some of their leaders. We, we had the Patrice Bergeron hug line going we on. We sure man. did. We always have the hug line, but that hug line also had tears. It was a little different. And the Kraken, like, how the hungry teams are, are scary in the playoffs. And they did something pretty special last night as well. So let's preview what we have of round two with Frank Saravelli on the other side of the break of the Fan Morning Show.